know, I have a little saying that I like to use. Have a Christ-filled Christmas. And I am just so blessed this morning with the way that the Spirit of God has been speaking to us, but also speaking through us. And I, I think this is one of the most beautiful messages that I've, I've heard, where the people, the family of God, are actually speaking the message, speaking the sermon. And it's coming not out of head knowledge, but it's coming out of hard experience. And, and this has just made my Christmas, to be honest. It really has, to see how God is speaking his word into our hearts, but also how we are reaching out and we are experiencing Jesus as he really is. As Pastor Young Ho said, I'm just going to conclude this, this message here, just maybe 10 minutes. And uh, before I do that, greetings and Merry Christmas from my wife, who um, is in Australia at the moment, where it's about 35 degrees Celsius. And uh, she's enjoying the warm, and I'm looking forward to catching up with her. I fly out there this evening. But I pray that you have a Christmas which is totally Christ-filled, wall-to-wall, and that whatever your experience and whatever your life knowledge of Jesus is, that it will only increase. It will only get greater. It will only get more did you, did you know that there are still literally billions of people in our world today who have never heard the name Jesus? That's hard to believe, isn't it? When we are, we are in an environment where we have opportunity to hear about Jesus in so many different ways. And that may come as a challenge to our hearts, and so it should. But you know there are also billions of people who have heard the name Jesus, but don't know him. And there are many, many people who are regularly attending church services. They're reading their Bibles. They are engaging in communication with God. We call that prayer. And they have not experienced for themselves who Jesus really is. For many people, when, when they hear the name Jesus... Christmas is all that comes to mind. That it was the time when this baby was born in a manger in a, in a place called Bethlehem. And we get the picture of the shepherds coming to worship him. And sometime later, maybe two years later, these wise men from the east came and brought gifts to Jesus. And, and that I find incredibly sad that we can know a person's name. We can know the name Jesus. And after all that 
we have shared with one another this morning as to what that name really means to us, that there are still so many people who have never experienced who he really is. And it's when we begin to experience Jesus in exactly the ways that his name suggests that we really do come to know him. We've sung a few times this morning already that Jesus was sent as the saviour of the world. Emmanuel, God with us. And the Spirit of God this morning, my friends, doesn't want us to go home with just one or two extra names in our minds, in our brains. Extra names that we've learnt at church. God taught us today that one of the names of Jesus is whatever. No, my friends, that I think would be possibly the last thing that the Spirit of God would want. What he wants, what he desires, and what he's working in our hearts, if, he will, if we will allow him, is that we can experience Jesus just as he really is. And it may be that as you're listening this morning, that you, you have not experienced him as your saviour. Maybe you have never realized that you need saving from your sin. And this morning, the Spirit of God is like wakening you up, helping you to see that you need Jesus as your Savior. So what does this scripture mean? The one that Pastor Young Ho read to us. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. The, the verse says, for this reason. What was that reason? You see, this is why I encourage you so often to read your Bibles. Don't just learn little scriptures. If you read the verses that come before that, you see how that Jesus didn't consider the fact that he was God something to be held on to jealously, something to protect. But rather, he made himself of no reputation. You never read of Jesus going around the country shouting out, this is who I am. It was in those conversations that he revealed, I'm the bread of life, I'm the living water. And they were not just titles. He spoke those to the people because that's what they needed. And the Bible goes on to say that he made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself. What does that mean? Did it mean that he hid himself away? He beat himself up? No, humility simply means this. Obeying what God says. And God said to him, I want you to become the savior of humanity. And for that to happen, Jesus needed to die on the cross at Calvary. And it was because he was obedient to God that God has highly exalted him.
Jesus has been given the highest place of honor because he obeyed the will of his Father. In John chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus says, I have come down from heaven not to do my will and my own purpose, but to do the will and the purpose of him who sent me. My friend, understand this, please. Jesus fulfilled the will of his Father perfectly. That's why God has highly exalted him. That's why he has the name which is above every other name. There is no other saviour. There is no other redeemer. There is no other provider. Husbands should learn that when we feel under pressure that we are the breadwinner or the provider for our family. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, no, you're not. Jesus is your provider. There is no other healer. There is no other one who forgives sin. You see, Jesus, his name is above every other name. Because there is none other who can heal us, forgive us, set us free, redeem us, make us one with God. Only in the name of Jesus. You see, he has become everything that Father God said he would. Last week we read from Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 where God spoke to mankind and said that a child was going to be born, a saviour, one who would establish a kingdom, a government. And that his name would be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Through his absolute perfect and complete work, this is exactly who Jesus is. He has and is fulfilling everything that God said he would. His name is above every other name. Now listen to this as I close. It is in the name of Jesus that we bow the knee to him, that we bow in honour of him. As Pastor Young Ho read out, or as we had read to us earlier, Jesus said these words, and this is eternal life, that you know God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one whom he sent. You know, my friends, I used to read this verse very differently to how I read it now. I used to have this impression that here is, here is this man, Jesus. He came from heaven. He lived a perfect life. He died a perfect death. He was raised from the dead. He's very much alive today. Hallelujah. And God has exalted him above every other name. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that he has seated him at his right hand. 
Not only has he got the highest name, he has the highest position. And then I would read this verse and and I would think to myself, then one day, one day everyone will bow the knee to Jesus. One day everyone will recognize and at the name of Jesus every knee will bow. But there's one little word that's that we need to get right. It is in the name of Jesus. Not at. Go back to the original manuscripts and you'll find that it says, and in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. What does it mean to bow the knee in Jesus' names? It's so simple, my friends. You bow the knee when you recognize who a person really is. I'm not going to be, and neither are you going to be, forced by God to do something that you have no revelation of. What God wants for us, my friends, is that here and now, today, as we come to the close of 2016 and enter into 2017, right now, we know who Jesus is. And in honor of knowing who he is, in his name, we bow our knee. Not because we're being forced to, but because we recognize that in Jesus is the name above every other name. I love what Colossians 2 says. For the entire fullness of God's nature. Wow! Can you even begin to comprehend what that means? The fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. He said one day to a man called Philip, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Because in him dwells the fullness of the nature of God. Listen, and you. Do this, do this just for a moment. Turn to someone sitting beside you and say this. And you have been made complete by him. Ha <laughs> ha. In him dwells the fullness of who God really is. And it's with that revelation that we are made complete. Not because we've got some head knowledge of Jesus, but a heart experience that his name is above every other name. And you've been filled, you've been made complete by him who is the head over every ruler and authority. My friends, there, there is no other way to be complete, to be fulfilled. It doesn't matter how successful we are at what we do, unless we have come to know Jesus and we've bowed our knee in recognition that there is no name like his name. 
There is no other Savior. There is no other Lord. There is no other Redeemer. There is no other Healer. Unless we've done that, unless Jesus is the name above all other names in our lives, we will never ever be complete. But here's the great news this Christmas. No one is excluded from knowing who Jesus really is. If you seek me, you will find me. If you call on my name, you will be saved. This is God's promise that he spoke through Jesus. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the greatest name ever. The name which is above every name. And when we have recognition, when we have experience, when that becomes real to us, the natural thing to do is simply to bow the knee in honor and reverence and awe and wonder and thankfulness and gratitude to the greatest name.